This is a Federal News Network podcast. But first, the Census Bureau has compressed the timeline to complete its 2020 count as much as possible. It wants to submit apportionment data to Congress by December 31st. But the Bureau says it won't rush if that means less accurate data. For what happens next on one of the most difficult counts ever, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the latest. So, Jory, let's start with how the Census Bureau is going to decide what deadline it's going to meet or if it's going to meet that statutory December 31st. Out of an abundance of making sure that the Bureau is doing this as scientifically and accurately as possible, the Census Bureau says that it's going to rely on an executive group of career employees that also includes Deputy Director Ron Jarman, who was himself a career employee, and Al Fontenot, the Associate Director for Decennial Operations, they all will come together and make this decision of whether the Bureau will need more time than December 31st to deliver that apportionment data to Congress and the President. And we recently heard from Al Fontenot walking through how the Bureau will make that call. It is our plan right now that if we need more time to fix a problem that comes up that would impact the quality of the census, we're taking it. We did not say we were going to be able to meet the December 31st deadline. We said we were working to come as close as possible to the December 31st deadline. That provides us with the flexibility if we encounter unexpected challenges to deal with them and handle them before we actually present the documents. And that was Alphonse Noe, the Associate Director for Decennial Programs. All right. And so what steps has it taken already to make up for the lost time? I guess most of this is related to the pandemic, which is what really slowed things up for them. Yeah, the Census Bureau put field operations on hold from March until June. And so that's uh, roughly a three-month chunk of time that they had to make up for. And so in able to do that, they have severely compressed the timeline uh, for the data processing. The only step that they have removed in all this is a secondary check of their master address file. It's every address in the United States in one database. And other steps that are in the process are still going on, uh, but some will have a compressed time window and other processes will run in parallel that used to be sequential. Al Fontenot, again, he said that the Bureau is focusing exclusively on processing apportionment data as opposed to the redistricting data. These were processes that often happened in parallel, but they're now going to be done sequentially. And here's how Fontenot explains how this particular process will help the Bureau do its work more quickly. This is an important point because that's a chunk of time because you're dealing with making sure the information is correct in 50 buckets when you're doing apportionment. When you're doing redistricting, it has to be correct in every congressional district and by every census block, and it's much more complex and takes time. We pull that out of the operation to get to apportionment. And again, Al Fontenot of the Census Bureau. So this processing of the data, that's a huge operation. It's not some simple PC disk you throw in and it spits out the answer. So what are they doing to do this and how are they data processing is what they need time for, correct? Yeah, yeah. And it's it really is no small order here. Uh, to give you an example of the compression of the timeline they're dealing with, in an ordinary decennial timeline, this process takes five to six months uh, to do all the number crunching necessary. The, they're doing it in two and a half months. And so it's, it's roughly half the amount of time. Uh, to give you a sense of the challenge of doing this, we recently heard from John Thompson, who is a former Census Bureau director himself. And he said that this shortened window for data processing adds new risks from a data quality perspective. They have eliminated 21 days 
of an operation that would identify and remediate computer errors. So I just can't imagine what would happen if the Census Bureau made a serious computer error that would affect apportionment and then discovered it well after the apportionment counts had been released. Yeah, that could be a problem. Well, Madam Congresswoman, uh, we thought you had a seat, but it turns out you really don't. So I guess maybe they could use supercomputers to speed it up, but different languages. All right, Jory, what happened to plans to extend that whole 2020 timeline in the first place? I mean, they were going to go into next year. Yeah, just one of the many wrinkles here with the, the 2020 census. What feels like a lifetime ago, but it was just this past spring, the Trump administration looking at field operations being put on hold. They decided to come up with a plan to extend the 2020 census deadline for an additional four months. And so instead of this December 31st deadline, we would have seen the apportionment data be delivered in April. And so uh, you would see other similar deadlines be pushed back by that four months. Since then, Congress included that in the HEROES Act that the House passed, that provision to extend those deadlines. The Senate has not taken action on that. And so Congress has not approved that extension of the timeline. And as a result, the Trump administration and the Commerce Department uh, have since turned around to the Census Bureau and said, uh, all right, you know, we'll have to go with the original plan of December 31st and stick with the original timeline for the 2020 census. And are they done with field operations? How do those wrap up? Field operations have wrapped up. They wrapped up on October the 15th. And that is because the Supreme Court actually intervened here and they they overturned a federal judge's ruling that required field operations to continue through the end of October. Did the field operations actually go okay with enumerators traipsing around and everybody worried about pandemic? Well, that was a big concern on a lot of people's minds here. The census has a lot of stakeholders and the Census Bureau has assured that things went pretty well. When you drill down at the numbers of the enumeration and all these people that were knocking on doors and following up with folks, about 55% of households, enumerators were able to do the interview with the household and get those responses. The other 20% of responses were done through using administrative records, so IRS data or Social Security or Medicare or Medicaid data. And 24% of responses were collected through proxy information. And that's an enumerator checking up with a neighbor or a landlord or even a a mail carrier to get a a sense of how many people are living in a household and some of the demographic data that they required. So there's a little bit of gray area with some of those, obviously not as good as an in-person interview. But the Census Bureau does say that the iPhone collection of this data Enumerators were walking out with these iPhones and recording this data, and that does build in a certain level of data accuracy. Fontenot kind of breaks down how that iPhone technology gives the Bureau a more peace of mind here. We could tell on the phone how long an enumerator took on every question. We could tell how long they took when they did the interview. We could tell where they were when they took the interview. So we were sure that they were not sitting in McDonald's, but they were in the front of the house they were enumerating because the geocodes matched. We could tell that they were not rushing through and skipping questions. A lot of those are elements that are key to ongoing quality and ongoing accuracy of census data. Yeah, so nobody lives at Popeye's. So one way or another, this is going to wind up by the end of the year. That's the idea. Or, you know, they might have a couple days or a couple of weeks if they need to. But around that time, that's when we're expecting to see the data. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And congratulations on covering your first census (laughs) as a reporter. But may there be many more. Check out all of his coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.